Welcome to Project Perseverance with me, Molly Ovenden. You know, it can be so tempting to quit when life gets hard, but the reality is when we persevere, we overcome. So do you want to run your race instead of your neighbor's? Do you want to finish strong and actually get your words from brain to book? Do you want to stay focused when the shiny over there beckons you? Listen in. This is for you when you're struggling and want to quit. Keep the momentum one step at a time. We're in this together. I'm Molly Ovenden, and this is Project Perseverance. Hey, so as I'm recording this, it's March 2023, and I wanted to share this thought of the question, why read what women write? It's Women's History Month in March in the United States as I record this, and it's just got me reflecting. So here are some thoughts. These are not complete, full thoughts, but there's some thoughts that I've been reflecting on, and I hope that it causes you to think and reflect as well. Why read what women write? I have a simple answer to this question because they've written something. You know, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of courage to produce anything in writing, a short blog post, a poem, a book, no matter how talented of a writer someone is. There are lifetimes of wisdom, insight, encouragement, creative delight on bookshelves all over the world that women have painstakingly and and joyfully pulled from brain to page and gotten them into the hands of readers like you who will devour their words. And so as it's Women's History Month in the USA, I've been reflecting on what it means to be a writer and what it means to be a woman. There are literally countless written works by women writers available to us in the library, bookstores, online archives, and probably our own bookshelves at home. So where should we start and why? Well, as I was thinking about this, the first thing that really has come to mind for me is something I read as a teenager in English class. It was published in 1892, the story, The Yellow Wallpaper by Charlotte Perkins Gilman. It brought to light issues of mental illness and misunderstanding of female psychology, among other things. And this was a really controversial and revealing piece about the quality of life and quality of mental health that Gilman observed and wanted to share. And the the yellow wallpaper, it's a gift from history that's left to us to be able to get an inside look at how things might have been experienced in the past. The story's thought to be partly autobiographical, and it's fascinating. It's currently in the public domain, and you uh, you can get your hands on a copy of that. I'll put a link in the show notes so that you can read a, a copy of it in the public domain. Now, when we read work written by women writers throughout history, it widens our perspective beyond normal everyday life. It increases our awareness of how other people experience the world. And in the same way that reading fiction allows us the opportunity to practice empathy by connecting with the main characters, seeing things through their eyes, 
reading words written by people who are different from us is essential. As a young girl, surprise, I loved writing <laughs> and I loved reading too. And when I, when I read, I felt inspired to write. I felt inspired to be creative in other areas of my life outside of, of writing and reading. And I remember in school, one, one particular assignment in grade school, I just loved it. It was research an author you enjoy. So I chose a local Minnesota author who lived in St. Paul at the time, Judy Dalton. And during her career as an author, Dalton wrote 40 chapter books for young readers in the Pee Wee Scout series. I'll put a link in the show notes so that you can find out more about them. She also wrote a bunch of picture books. Now, she happened to be a family friend, as I'm from the Twin Cities area in Minnesota originally, and I got to have the privilege of meeting her, <laughs> our real author. And she even wrote a letter to me to encourage me in my own writing. Now, one of the characters in the Pee Wee Scouts is named Molly, and although I'm fairly certain she wasn't named after me, there was still a connection. You know, when you read someone, a character who has your name, it feels special. And reading these books felt so inspiring because I knew the author. And as a kid, wow, how cool is that? Now, we also had another friend, family friend growing up, a romance author named Bettina Cron. She continues to be a delightfully, madly prolific author of, of stories that her readers devour. And in many ways, I can look back and see these breadcrumbs of these women who came before me. And I, I feel this weighty sense of gratitude for how they've made a way with their writing work so that I could step into being the writer I am today. And, you know, writers are normal people. <laughs> we really are. <laughs> and when we, when we make um, connections through our words, there's something special that happens between the reader and the author. You know, we can, we can appreciate a conversation that follows after engaging with this literature, with, with writing, with reading what has been written. So why read what women write? Well, we can in 2023 look back in history as the women who wrote and inspired us with their immense courage to overcome societal norms that held them back. I want to offer the thought that while we're here present in 2023, in the future, right now will be the past. It's a little bit <laughs> meta, kind of sci-fi thinking, time travel. But the reality is the history that we look at was somebody's present time. And so it just makes me think like uh, George Eliot, for instance, who wrote a book called Middlemarch, lots of other things in the mid 19th century. George Eliot is a pen name for the woman author, Marianne Evans. And I'll put a link in the show notes of uh, the Literary Ladies Guide who puts out lots of information about women of classic literature. Now, George Eliot, or Marianne Evans, published under a man's name in order to be accepted as a writer in her time. Now, some may say that that was really impressive and unfair that she 
that she didn't didn't or or couldn't use her given name but i just think it's a really empowered decision she didn't allow evans elliot didn't allow society to hold her back from expressing through words and she overcame society by using a pen name and worked diligently to get her words out into the world and i admire this perseverance tremendously so why read what women write why not <laughs> i i find it a really interesting saying that there is an argument for investing time to read women's literature when men's literature isn't really a category that needs persuasion to read from and i don't have any issues with reading books written by men however if we're reading only one type of book or books written by one type of person our thinking and human interaction can be narrowed and so instead of this how might we all benefit from reading widely so i coach and teach my creative writing clients that in order to become the writer we're made to be read voraciously and if you aren't sure where to start or you feel stuck in a rut go to the local bookstore go to your local library ask them for recommendations Particularly, librarians are excellent at curating themed lists and offering recommendations to get us readers out of our comfort zones. And yes, read books written by women, and don't only read books written by women. Read books full stop. Read voraciously to learn. Read for enjoyment, to stay curious. Now, reading isn't about agreeing with everything you encounter, but it's about opening up to listen to what others are saying. And when we read work from those who have gone before us, reading historical work can be enlightening, and it can also be a really honoring act. In the same way that wandering through a cemetery with moss-covered gravestones, whispering the names out loud, that can be a really honoring act of remembrance. And so too can reading work from authors who have written centuries and decades before us. Now, there are many recommendations that I can offer, but instead of trying to name everyone and undoubtedly missing an infinite number of great books to remember and recommend, I just wanted to share very simply five books that happen to be on my bookshelf today that are written by Minnesotan women. So if you're not sure where to start, perhaps you begin with one of these. And I'll put links to each of these authors in the show notes as well. So maybe start with Stormfront by Susan May Warren. This book is part of the Montana Rescue series. Or Olympus by K.A. Williams. This is book two of the Firebird Chronicles or Thy Father's Will by Kirsten Jacobson Stasny. It's a historical novel based on true events. Or The Birchbark House by Louise Erdick. Juvenile fiction, it's book one of the Birchbark series. Or Truest by Jackie Lee Summers. It's a standalone coming of age novel. So read widely, use your voice and write for joy. So happy reading this Women's History Month.
Hey, thanks so much for listening to Project Perseverance. I'm Molly Owenden. As a creative writing coach, I work with writers every day who are committed to pressing on through the messy middle of book writing and learning how to share their words, getting them from brain to page and into the hands of those readers who will devour their words. They learn how to show consistently even when the going gets tough all around them. I know firsthand about doubts, indecision, comparison, and imposter syndrome. The yes to today's shiny, easy excitement becomes dull tomorrow when the newness wears off, when an unforeseen challenge arises, and when doubts and negativity creep in. And this is why we need people in our lives to speak truth, refocus our perspective, and cheer us on. So each episode is featuring a variety of perseverance thoughts, lessons, motivations, and encouragement from me as your host and an ever-changing panel of perseverance expert guests. Thanks again so much for listening to Project Perseverance with me, Molly Obenden. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe to the show so that you can be notified when a new episode becomes available. And also, it's super helpful to me and to any other podcast you love if you would take a moment to leave a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about Project Perseverance, please visit mollyovenden.com slash podcast. The most empowering thing you can do for yourself is take action. Until next time. Happy persevering.